Welcome to this episode of Shoulder to Shoulder, where we strive to grow in love of the Lord and each other. I'm Megan Silas. And I am Pam Marvin. Welcome back. It's so good to be in the studio again with you, Megan. Since the last time we met, Megan and I did a retreat together. Oh, we it did. It was amazing. We could do a whole show on that. It was so we beautiful. We should do that. Mm, so good. Okay, let's just give a little bit about what we did. So okay, people, okay. Just to whet the appetite yeah, for the yeah. show that we'll do in the future about it. So I have a country property where we have about 200 acres of land, both field and forest. And I was felt moved by God to, on the property, place a chapel so I have a little chapel that seats about 12 people and mass has been celebrated there, although we don't have permission to reserve the sacrament. I'm not quite that high in the lofty uh, world of permissions. But uh, so what Pam and I did was we really felt like we wanted to go on kind of a silent retreat, but we didn't want it to be a preached retreat. And we really just felt like we wanted to be able to experience nature and time with God, but also opportunity to discuss. Because one of the things that we both have felt is that for us, our discussions are part of our prayer. Like we really love talking about the things of the Lord together. So the way we structured it is we would start the morning with morning prayer in the chapel at around 830 And then we would go our separate ways for the rest of the day. So we would just wander around the property, spend time in personal prayer, you know, fix our own lunch, whatever. And then at around 536 o'clock, we'd come back together at the chapel and say evening prayer together. And then the silence would be broken and we would share a meal. And in the evening, discussion of, you know, kind of the the lights that the Lord brought to our hearts um, during that time. And it was just profound. It was. And we have to mention our beautiful consecrated friend that joined us as well. So that was so cool to have her there. And we will get Charlene on the show at some point, who is very well versed in things of like theology of the body and everything. So we really Mm. need to get her on for a series of shows. But what I would say more than anything about that experience is I really felt that the Holy Spirit was palpably present during our time in prayer. Yes. And there was such a beautiful freedom in in prayer together, and I was so blessed by it, just absolutely so blessed by it, and would love to share more about how God worked during that time. But I, I think one of the beautiful things that we can encourage others on this front is to try to be intentional about entering into places of deep prayer with friends that you know you resonate with spiritually and and make it happen in such a way that you can kind of have that freedom and just space to explore how the Holy Spirit wants to move uh, in that. I, I know, you know, as a convert, somebody who grew up as an evangelical, I know that I'm more comfortable with spontaneous prayer than a lot of Catholics who were raised born and bred Catholic. And so sometimes there's fear Um, of entering into places of prayer that are more spontaneous, spirit-led. But let me tell you, you know, the Lord is so gracious and he just speaks to the desires of our hearts. And if we just put ourselves intentionally in his presence, he'll do what's good for each one of us, right? And we don't have to like worry or try to make something happen. I think that was the thing that was so beautiful about it. We weren't trying to generate anything or make something happen. It was just naturally, organically happening in our openness and our receptivity. And it was really, really profound and meaningful. 
and the name of the show is Shoulder to Shoulder. So we want to walk the walk too. Right. right. Absolutely. So this was one of the ways that we grew closer. Definitely. I didn't know we could get, we yeah. definitely got closer Absolutely. because we, we did lots of praying together. Um, and that was so inspiring. I was telling Megan before this that it, that uh, whenever I'm feeling a little bluesy, uh, <laughs> I uh, will recall those times and those moments of us praying together and how powerful it really was. And and thank God for that, because we know that he was all a part of that. Yeah. Um, but while we were there, I, I kept thinking that I was left wanting to, to do more about the mind space. And so I really... Uh, want to address that today because that's really important to me because I and I'm 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 in my head a lot I think mm-hmm. a lot of women are in generally they kind of are in their head about things and are perseverating over different stuff and there's a couple of things that have happened since the retreat that have been brought to my attention that I kind of wanted to talk about when we get too caught up in um, the nonsense as I was saying in that last episode and part of that is, and this is beautiful, it was, this is kind of a, it's not a direct quote from Van Tuan, the Vietnamese mm-hmm. martyr is beautiful. Yep. And, and the, the quote-ish, the paraphrase, <laughs> the paraphrase goes like this, to ruminate on the defects of others is contrary to the gift of joy. Mm. Yeah. Right. Sure. So that was very, very important to me because um, I think that we all have one or two people in our life that, let's say, they annoy us or agitate us in some way. Maybe not you, Megan. Your life is, uh, I tell you. Ah, no, uh, <laughs> but I w- would that it were so yeah. that there was no one that agitated me. <laughs> right. Well, I just found myself. That that just blew me over. Like it really was a gut punch and a, a grace from God to say that to me. And what that's done for me is shut down any type of playing around with negative thought at all. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's about um, a person that's annoying me, um, I can spend a lot of time and you know how we can do that little thing in your head about, well, I can't believe that. And this, I, sure. And this. The worst thing, too, is then to go talk about it, to say, like, for me, my coworkers. So that's been a real exercise for me to stop. Mm-hmm. Like, it keeps that negativity going if I speak about it. So it's really, and, and you know, our speech is something that, that I think most people, that gets us in trouble. We end up being in confession over right. stuff we say, right? Uh-huh. And... Um, I think that shutting down that negative, again, I want to say it again because it just really has just changed me, uh, and that is to ruminate on the defects of others is contrary to the gift of joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, as you were talking, the scripture passage that's coming to mind is when Jesus says, it's not from outside of a man that sin comes, but from within his heart. And so this reality that it's we it's so often for us to justify those kind of ruminations with the exterior, exterior circumstances that are happening, those things that are outside of us. But the reality is, is those things are always going to be there. There's always going to be things that are frustrating or are just downright wrong 
or, you know, hurt us or all that sort of stuff. That's always going to be there. But the reality is, is that what are we going to do with those things? How are we going to live with those things within ourselves? And, you know, one of the things that I'm usually trying to get at when we're talking about these things is that the why, why do we ruminate on one particular circumstance more than others? Why does this person really get me going in a negative place? And so often we don't really well examine the root of these things. Mm -hmm. And so we just fall into patterns of behavior without really understanding the why. And therefore in the understanding, not so much the understanding makes it all better because I think this is the thing that often we get into. Well, if I could just figure out the why, then it could all get better. No, actually a lot of times just figuring out the why just makes you feel worse about yourself because I know better now and I can't seem to stop. It's really about asking the Lord for healing in the place that you've understood that now you, you've got a weakness or you've got an area of woundedness or a place of unforgiveness or whatever that is. Yeah, and that goes back to um, our last episode one on MindSpace where we talked about my obsession with SEC football, right? right? Okay, <laughs> yes. so I, you know, I've gave it some more thought since then. And part of that for me is escapism. Mm-hmm. Not willing to look at the tough stuff in my life, but just escape into um, just doing all of that. It just really just wasting time when... You know, like Father Chris was talking about wasting time with the Lord, um, which I never like that expression is wasting. And it's never wasted if you're with the Lord. But that, in fact, that time needs to be more productive. And how are we turning our thoughts and our hearts and all that we are toward the Lord on a regular basis? And mm-hmm. and that's, I think, going to be a trigger for me this year if I feel called to start looking at that stuff again and say, you know what? There's just more important things that I would like to be thinking about. Yeah. And I think as you go back to the quote that you're working off of, where you're saying that it's a basically a sin against the, the gift of joy. Well, one of the reasons that we find ourselves drawn to escapisms is because we don't actually trust that we will find joy in these places that may be hard, that may, you know, not on their exterior seem like they're going to be joyful things. And so we try to, we run away, either we run away with, you know, distracting our minds with other things so that we don't have to think about it. We run away into that place of negativity, which talks about, well, I deserve better and I'm justified in feeling this way and and all these sort of things. Instead of trusting that what the Lord calls us to, which is forgiveness and like thinking the best of other people, understanding that we don't really under understand. <laughs> I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's understanding that we don't really understand. Yes. Because a lot of the times these things in our heads that we're trying to work out, even though they can be really ordered towards negativity at their core, a lot of times we're trying to figure out what's the deal like, why is this person like this? Or what was their motivation or all this sort of thing? And because we, we really struggle to rest in the reality that I just 
am not really going to fully understand another person, especially if you're not in a place of intimacy with them where they're willing to share themselves with you, the truth of themselves. And so we get ourselves all worked up in these places where we're never going to understand, but we don't just release that reality and say, Lord, you know, you may give me an understanding, which is supernatural. And if that's going to help me be who you're calling me to be, I ask for that. But if you're asking me simply to function within a place of a lack of understanding, then give me the peace to be willing to not get it. Yes. Yeah. I think it's so interesting because the way that you're processing it is, is your personality which is to trying to figure out and not needing to know. And then for me with these people of discomfort in my personality, it's, it's uncomfortable. And I have that root mm-hmm. sin of sensuality right. that I'm yeah. like, I just want to feel better. I want to get away from this because this is yucky. You know, and, and <laughs> I don't want to experience that. Both of those things are discomforts, yes. like a discomfort of not understanding or a discomfort of not experiencing warm fuzzies from another person, which is a really good point that you make that a lot of times we get into these negative head spaces because of our lack of willingness to suffer. Yes. Amen. The discomforts of the human experience. Right. Which also this last week, well, um, I'm doing some reading, some Jacques Philippe on peace of heart. And one of the things that was really struck out to me is that the, this this type of suffering that we do, if done well, is a type of purification that the Lord wants for us in any mm-hmm. given circumstance. That doesn't mean we're going to feel great right away, but when we don't fight it and we just allow the Lord to work in that discomfort, you know, it's the getting in the mud kind of thing and just mm-hmm. letting God do his work, even though it's uncomfortable. Um, I always call it, I say it another way is like to lean into it, right. just to lean into the discomfort, which is, is so true. Cause that I've run away from the discomfort. That's kind of been my, me, my MO for a while, but the headspace, and maybe that's why I'm so interested in that part is in some ways that escapism from the uncomfortableness of just being able to sit in the discomfort and let the Lord work in me when I'm uncomfortable. Right. And I, and I would say again that I think to be able to do that, you have to trust that even when it's not perceptible, the Lord is working and that those things that feel really hard are his blessings that you may not have a real you know, emotive sort of experience of as a positive, but this place of trust in the Lord and his work in, in the difficult places, it all sounds really good when you're saying it, when you're not going through it, but when you're in it, it can be so hard to really rest in that place of trust that he's, working in it. And one of the things that I've really found is that when I lead with my head, I can, I struggle in my place of trust because I'm so dependent on my own thinking. It's leading with your head really does 
place you in the driver's seat, right? And I'm not talking about that it's good to just let your emotions run amok. That's not what I'm saying at all, because people run into all sorts of trouble when they just let their emotions go crazy. But what I mean is, is that when we approach the Lord, instead of with the place of, let me figure it all out, but let me just love you in this place, Lord. Let me look at this circumstance as an opportunity to experience my own poverty of understanding and to unite that with you to, because in the end we want unity. We want relationship. We're seeking that. Like, and so when there's things outside of us in with other people or circumstances that we're struggling with, that we're suffering from, we're feeling the lack of the unity of either with that person or feeling like we are settled in a circumstance. But that very reality can be the opening of a great door of unity with the Lord. But we don't want that door sometimes because that door means the persistence of the thing that's causing it to be opened. Right. Which I think, you know, for our listeners to know that this is the Monday, we're recording this on the Monday of uh, Holy Week, and recalling the Lord's passion was actually um, my my penance and my confession, and it was so beautiful. And no, He actually just said, "Go to Stations of the Cross," okay, and I'm like, "That's yeah. really great." And it was it was just so beautiful just to see how perfect love was so persecuted. You know, not that I, you know, not that I'm perfect love. I don't want to, I don't want to equate myself like that, but there's just see the suffering of Christ is undue suffering because we all go through and experience undue suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, there's also the due suffering, but that's just part of the human experience. But to know that the Lord has gone there before us and to know that why not me? Why wouldn't I experience these trials, these difficulties and on the other side of that is God's grace shaping and refining me to be with him one day in paradise. Mm. Yeah, it reminds me, I was having a conversation actually with someone about watching The Passion of the Christ. And so I watch it every Holy Week. And the person I was talking to is like, no, 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 I don't, I don't like to watch that. I don't want to see that, you know. And I was really surprised and so the person was asking, well, you know, why do you feel like you want to watch it every year? And I said, well, imagine you could get like a golden ticket. You got, and you got a choice where you could go back in time and you could either stand at the foot of the cross or be there to see Christ's resurrection. What would you want? And the person's like, of course I would want to see his resurrection, the glory, the triumph, the beauty of it all. And I said, well, actually for me, I'd want to stand at the foot of the cross because I would want him to feel my presence and my love for him in his greatest suffering, that that is how I can love him best, not in his moment of triumph, but in his moment of greatest suffering. And to want to keep my eyes on him, looking at him, not look away from the suffering, right? And it just made me realize then, though, as I look on my own life, 
how, while I want to do that for the Lord, how in my own life, I'll sometimes not do it. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll withdraw from the suffering. I'll turn away. I'll, I won't stand in it. And the reality is, is that it's because I'm not trusting that he's doing exactly for me what I want to do for him. Right. Which many theologians will say that is one definition of original sin, a lack of trust in the Lord. Yeah, for sure. And I think that is part of our own concupiscence that we think we can handle it. You know, Mm -hmm. we've got to take control of it because we can't trust God to do it. You know, that's a sad, sad reality, but that's part of what we live in. Yeah, and I think most of us as Christians, you know, if you ask us the question, like, do you want to get closer to the Lord? Yes, of course I want to get closer to the Lord. What if this is what that means? Do you you want to suffer? Right. Like, I mean, you look at the lives of the saints and how often those who have reached the highest, you know, heights of of holiness, it it was them that he allows the most suffering. Mm -hmm. So when we're in our head railing against the injustice or the hurt or the whatever, we're looking at the thing that God is using to bring us closer to us. And we're focusing on that instead of the relationship he wants to build with us through that. But we can only make the shift. We can only turn our eyes away from the thing that's more immediate to the thing that's more ephemeral. If we trust that that thing that we can't always perceive and we can't always feel is true. Okay. So I want to talk about like some real practical tips to do that. When you catch yourself in the mind space of negativity, one of the things I do is to like, okay, this is of no value and this is not where God wants me to be. I need to shut this down. Mm-hmm. And I may say a Hail Mary. I may say an Our Father. And I may ask, say a little prayer to my guardian angel to have me switch channels into something that's more productive and something that serves the Lord. Mm-hmm. So I like to give really practical tips because I need them. I'm <laughs> very yeah. fundamental, very <laughs> simple and need, I need my, um, my weapons, so to speak, to, to do that and to turn away from the negative thought. This is not useful. So even just recognizing when you start to get in a mind space, it's not useful or it's not taking you to a place that the Lord wants you just to recognize, Oh, this is not a place the Lord wants me mm-hmm. is beautiful and a grace from God. Right. That's not really on us. He allows that to happen. And so let's switch our mind to something more beautiful. And another one of my favorite things to to contemplate is like um, just a beauty in nature. You've heard me say that mm. so many times on our on our podcast. But uh, Saturday was such an amazing, beautiful day here um, that I got to garden for like five hours. I was so thrilled, worn my tail out just doing a bunch of gardening and thanking God so much for getting my hands in the dirt and my feet in the grass. And so those are those kind of that kind of memory, just like the memory with, like I said, we started out talking about the retreat, mm-hmm. just having switching my channels with beautiful thoughts of um, unity with Megan and the Lord. You know, we're just really experiencing his love. And so that's another way that we can switch those channels of 
negativity, if we get caught in that mind space that's unpleasant that the Lord doesn't want us in, because again, sometimes he does want us there to to parse it through, you know, because where is our sin? We need to examine that, mm-hmm. obviously, all the time. Um, but to recall beautiful moments of Christian joy, you know, I think that we're called to that to a higher height than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, during these very dark, dark, dark and evil times, there's so much evil around us. But if we have that spirit of joy of the Lord within us, isn't that supposed to be the light on a hill? You know, isn't it? Yeah. And I think, you know, what you're really talking about is moving more towards gratitude for the good. But one of the things I would like to add to that is in that place of gratitude, yes, to look look at the places where you've received consolations from the Lord or you've, re- you've seen positive, you know, experiences of, of him in your life at other times, but then also to look at the very experience that you're going through that's difficult and have gratitude that the Lord has given you an invitation to greater intimacy through the suffering. Yes. This idea that we don't have to always get over it like we don't always have to not be experiencing the hard things to have it be a beautiful thing. Right. If we turn our eyes from the thing that is is the struggle to the one who is our defender, the one who is the source and summit of our lives and who we want more than anything to grow in intimacy with, and he's giving us an opportunity now in a particular way to turn to him, to trust in him, to recognize that we can't do it necessarily. Like the thing that hurts so much, we might not be able to solve that circumstance or even, and we can't heal that place of woundedness within us, but we can come to him with our littleness and let him do the work, you know, and, and put aside our, our self, you know, reliance and, and just say, Lord, let me come to you as a little child and, and say, you know, ouch, this hurts. Can you love me in this, Lord? Like a little kid who falls down and skins her knee and runs to their mom or dad and says, it hurts. Can you cuddle me in it. Can you love me in it? And then all of a sudden the pain gets turned into the beauty of consolation. So yeah, you recognizing I'm going into a bad place and I'm experiencing suffering, whether it's, you know, psychological, emotional, physical, whatever, and say, Lord, I run to you. Right. I don't want to hurt myself. And I think we do that so much to ourselves um, with thoughts or just take, not taking care of ourselves in general. We can really hurt ourselves, and that's not where God wants us. And mm-hmm. and so part of my moving from the mind space to a positive space also translates into trying to maintain that peace of heart. Um, I In the, the Philippe book I'm currently reading, it's like God can only work in the stillness of a quiet heart. Hmm which is so beautiful and all the distractions and, and heaven knows I'm so distracted so easily. Um, and that's turns me away from those precious moments that I might be missing, um, by not maintaining a peace of heart, regardless of what the circumstance mm-hmm. is. I know that God wants me to have peace of heart and I need to try and reclaim that. 
and mm-hmm. kind of rebuke all that's like uh, trying to disturb it. Yeah, and re- and recognize that you know it's a gift of the Lord, and we have to receive it. So coming at it with a place of receptivity and not thinking, I have to make this happen, you know. That's like a good if, point. If we're not feeling the peace, you know, the Lord says, you know, I've, I've come to bring you peace that passes understanding. That's really important. Peace that passes understanding, which means you're not going to be able to figure it out. Yeah. It's his peace that he wants to give. And when we are taking the reins and in the driver's seat with our brains, you know, on overdrive, we ha- we struggle to be in a posture of receptivity to receive what the Lord wants to give us. So we need to trust that he wants to give it to us and then place ourselves in a position that we are capable of receiving it. That's such a good point, Megan, because I think uh, for me personally, receiving God's love is something I've struggled with a lot over the years. Um, when you have feelings of unworthiness mm-hmm. or rejection, um, receiving God's love is, is can be a challenge. And so I just want to, to offer that to other people that if, if you feel a great sense of unworthiness, you're not alone and the Lord wants to meet you right there. Absolutely. And, and the reality is, is that when we spend a lot of time in negative headspaces, whether they're thinking about other people or circumstances or ourselves, we're further building that spirit of, you know, self-loathing and unworthiness because as we think about how we've been wronged and now feeling wronged and, and then, you know, giving ourselves, you know, the whipping treatment for how we feel, we just build up that case against us, which is really, you know, the enemy is there just delighting that we're, we're doing his work for him. <laughs> you know? I don't want to do that. Right. So let's, you know, I think let's, let's not do that. Let's not become our own accusers and the accusers of our brethren because the enemy just delights in that and it, and it hurts the Lord's heart. But instead use these difficult times, these moments of suffering, these moments of hardship to grow closer to the Lord instead of doing the work of the evil one. That's right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And that, I think that's going to wrap it up for us today, Megan. Right. I think so too. So uh, we're glad that you've joined us and that's we right. hope that you'll tune in next time. If it's blessed you, we ask you to please, please share or yes. like it in any way you want to do that. Right. And uh, we are so blessed to be able to have these conversations and, and we hope that it's sparking conversations in your life. To dig, so. to dig deeper, dive deeper, shoulder to shoulder. So until, until next time, let's remain united in prayer. God bless. God bless. God bless.